The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the panel discussion, you know, for comic book and pop culture talk every single week right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me every single week, Mr. Uh, Schmidt. Schmidt is here. Uh, Baron's here somewhere. He's uh, he's rummaging around doing something. He'll join us when he sees fit. Is that right, Baron? Yes, yes, yes. Be quiet over there. Focusing on my chess game. He's playing chess. I don't know against who, but we'll we'll see. Good for him. I mean, yeah. hey, hey, good for him. Well, yeah, I have your rook. Apparently, he's got somebody's rook. Good for him. <laughs> and of course, uh, returning again, third straight week. Right. That's a that's a turkey. Yeah, it's a turkey. It's, it's a, a gobble it gobble a gobble. I'm a turkey. It's great. Hat trick. Hat trick. Trick is back. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks for holding it down last week for us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad Baron wasn't overly cruel to you. <laughs> he, was he, seemed just, he seemed a little confused, but he's getting older. I so. think he just knows my love for Muppets. So, well, how could you not? Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was I just said. a little rude. Oh, he always is. That's that's part of his charm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's ain't that the truth? Um, so pretty light week in news mm-hmm. this week. Not as crazy as it was last week. No, undoubtedly so. Yeah, Huey Lewis didn't really have much to bring to the table this week. <laughs> a, Huey Lewis is my, like, that when I mow the lawn, I listen to the greatest hits. Oh, of how Huey could Lewis. you not? It's so upbeat. <laughs> it's the best. Like, you try frowning while listening to Huey it's Lewis true. in the news. It's impossible. Uh, Even more impossible to try to frown while listening to Huey Lewis in the news while you're watching a sweating to the oldies tape with Richard Simmons. I dare you to frown. That sounds like a great day. <laughs> yes, it is. You can't frown on that. No. No, not at all. Um, not at all. So let's uh, let's run through what we got. Like I said, last week was pretty busy. Uh, Bill Murray is going to be in Ant Man, Quantum Man. Did you see the like the weird text? No, they released like a new image of like the uh, like the the uh, promotional text, and Quantum Manium is like near illegible. Like they use this weird like circular font and. Yeah, and unless you told me what it says, I would not be able to to, <laughs> to understand it. It's not like a comic book nod or anything, as far as we know. I don't know. I it could be. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. It looks very, very strange. They're very probably hard just to trying make to make it, make it as weird as it possibly can be. Do we have like so? What are your? I know at one point Bill Murray was rumored like they're going through like there's the corrector, the grand, the collector, the grandmaster, like the, there's the uh, gardener, and people were saying, oh, Bill Murray's going to be the gardener because it's like his character from Caddyshack. Oh, he'll be something absolutely in like ridiculous. He's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or I mean, he could just be playing like a normal like he could be playing like Captain America just from a different realm. If that's he ter- is that's terrifying. the voice of Herbie for the Fantastic Four, that'd be pretty sweet. I don't, you think they're going to already release like tease Fantastic Four in this and movie? Quantum Medium, they have to. You think so? I think if, I think Quantum Medium with Kang the Conqueror being involved, 
I think Fantastic Four is going to be coming from the quantum realm. I think that's where they're going to get getting their you powers think so? from. Okay. So I, Fantastic Four is coming up. They said 2023, I think. So. Oh, really? I think so. Last I, it's surprising unless they've already cast and they just haven't announced anything. Or it might be that's 20, kind of what I'm thinking. They're probably out. waiting for one of those. Uh, come, come on, just wait an extra year and do 2024. Yeah. It's right there. It, in the it might be farther out. I might yeah. be wrong, but I know like it's it coming is, up soon. It? Yeah. Just do the big Fantastic Four logo yeah. on the floor. Yeah. yeah, you might as well. I'm Disney's fine with that, that smart. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm cool with long. that. They said it was going to be like five years. Oh, no, that was X-Men. Uh, yeah, whatever happens, with fa- I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm more than ready for Fantastic Four to be here. More than ready. Uh, so I do hope we start to get yeah. teaser, it, just teasing of it. At just least. even that, like cast, casting of the, the main characters. And yeah. That's, yeah, we got to well, start they there. Did say, they did say at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, the four, there was like a four or something. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be by yeah. like Avengers Tower, and it was supposed to there was supposed to be like an, a hint or a nod to the Fantastic Four, but everybody has mixed signals about it because it was also oh Phase Four is also next. Yeah. So well, also the the guy who's directing those movies, the Spider Man movies, is also directing the Fantastic Four movies. So I feel it, like it's it's yeah. pretty obvious at this point. Like, I'm so jazzed for the cast because like there's part of me that like hopes it's who everyone thinks it's going to be: John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. But there's also part of me that hopes it's like completely left field because that's what Marvel's done so well. Yes, I agree. Like when I saw the the casting for Adam Warlock, um, even though he's not like a big like everybody was saying, uh, what's his name from High School Musical? Oh, Zach Efron. Efron. Yeah. They were like, oh, that'd be perfect. And I'm like, okay, I could see that. But he doesn't have like the acting chops. The guy that they put in the role, I've seen him in other things, and he's good. yeah, he's really good. And he's like a lower tier. As far as notoriety actor, mm-hmm. and I feel like when you go into a movie and you have such a high recognizable actor, it kind of takes you out a little bit because you already see them as who they are in real life. So to try to make them and view them as a character is kind of tough. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's the way I viewed uh, Stallone in Guardians. Yeah, he definitely takes you out a little bit. I was, I, what, I mean, what was his character? I don't even know. Starhawk. Starhawk. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, oh, that's Starhawk. I was like, oh. Stallone's well, in this movie. Nobody knows who Starhawk is. Well, <laughs> if you're an original Select Guardians few. fan, yeah. but yeah. right, which which I, I I read some of those books growing up, but mm. um, I think the bigger actors are great for the cameos, like the Bill Murrays and the Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster. I think, right, yeah. But I, then I think for as far as the a main role. characters, yeah, the feature role, it's yes. better to have characters that are, are are not as established. I think even John Krasinski is kind of a risk because people are going to look at him and just wait for him to look at the camera. Because he's so like the office role is so <laughs> tied to him, right? Even Emily Blunt's kind of a bigger actress, like yeah, at this point. yeah. Well, so I, that's why yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go down that route because yeah. I think it is very obvious. And I mean, I, heaven, heaven forbid something happened with their marriage that's gonna yeah. make it hell. Oh, real awkward. Yeah, yeah that's, that's gonna make that it is hell. A good point. Did you see someone? Someone cast like. Uh, Charlie Day is the hum- Human Torch. Oh Mac goodness. as oh, uh, <laughs> Invisible Man. The girl I can't. I've, I don't watch enough Sunny. Sunny. Yeah. As Invisible Woman, and then Danny DeVito is the thing. I was like, give me that. Give me Danny that. DeVito as the thing. <laughs> I'm here for that. I, for, in a parody where I would absolutely be oh, here yeah. for that. But um. But yeah, I, I think no. W- Danny DeVito's got to be Mole Man. Sorry to cut you he off, does. but he <laughs> needs to be Mole Man. Oh yes, yes. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Again, in a small role like Mole Man, someone they take care of in the first thirty exactly. minutes of the film. Yeah, I think it's he's perfect. He's for just that. like the Underminer in Incredibles two. I wonder where they got the idea for the Underminer. 
Uh, oh, I seen some early reviews for the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, it's it not looking look good. good. No, no. It doesn't look good. Really? Oh, I um, yeah. I, I read a couple of things that popped up, and people just said it was just a muddled, confusing mess. Yeah, that and, sounds like which it. is depressing. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here. I mean, I'm still. We're still going to go see it, right? I'm. We're I'm, I'm still it. excited for it. Um, because it's different. Nine characters at once, though. It's like ten. Yeah, it's ten characters. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, eleven if you include um. Black Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about him. Yeah. And then you have to introduce the villain. That's a lot. Yeah. That's There's a lot to cover. You do in one movie. Um, so obviously some characters are going to have to take a back seat. Um, the other thing that I've, I've heard from uh, through the grapevine is they feel it's a lot of uh, virtue signaling or whatever. Like, yeah. Fair enough. And it, it, it's one thing to do it, but it, it sounds like a lot of people are saying it seems like it's like shoehorned in. Like, I'm sorry, I absolutely hated that scene in Endgame where it's like, we got this. It's oh. like, you can have the women do it and not make it so bloody obvious. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, like, it completely took me out of the moment. Like, I was super like, jazzed. Wow, they're and I'm all just, in the same spot at the oh, right wow, time. wow, how coincidental. Just have them do it, yeah. Yeah, don't. It could have been a really cool scene. It could have been, but they just did it so pandering. It was just like, we're here now. We can, We got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I felt that, that, I mean, not to go too sidetracked, but the Scarlet Witch, Okoye, Black Widow scene from Infinity War was, was a lot more yeah. organic yeah. than that. Because it, it wasn't just, like, zooming out, like, wow, they're all there. <laughs> and, like, at the very last second, like, Wasp just comes in, and then all of a sudden she, like, goes to full size, and, like, oh, come on. She was just standing there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just, just waiting. waiting. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait for it. Okay, Carol landed. Now I can come in. <laughs> Like, oh yuck! Uh, uh, so I just I hope that that's people reading too much into it, and it's not too right. pandering. And and I don't want I don't, I don't want to go by these critics either. Like I said, I mean early reviews. Oh, everybody's got their. But listen, they buried Ant Man, the first Ant Man movie. Ant Man's so good. I know, and they buried it. They said this is the worst Marvel movie by far. Oh, it's... and it wasn't even close. No, and so I remember, I'm, I'm like I went to go see that movie, and that was. It was so funny, and just especially after Age of Ultron, yeah, I it, which had some si- pretty serious. Like I feel jumps. bad for Ant Man. Like they had to follow. They they, they used it twice. Oh, to follow Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah, it's like boy, that's tough. You you like Ant Man had the problem of breaking the formula. Yeah, just a little bit, and people are like, oh, but if that's, you break the formula, it's like that's good. Yeah. You need to do that to keep this franchise going. You're already 20-some-odd movies in. You have to. So that's what I'm kind of hoping Eternals. It's obviously going to be very different from anything else, and I'm looking forward to that. Right. I don't. As much as I like Shang-Chi, it just felt like another or like run-of-the-mill origin movie. But you have too much star power in a certain, certain characters like Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. It's kind of what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. Like, I'm only going to see them as who they are. Like those two especially. It matters how their characters are, though. I, I I like Selma Hayek. From what I've seen in the trailers, I mean, when I think of Selma Hayek, I think of like badass, gun-toting, me too. Take take na- like kind of kick-ass woman, and it doesn't seem like she's playing that in this movie. She seems like a very grounded, rational, logical character with a lot of heart and care for humans and everyone yeah. around her. So I think that one won't be as jarring. But, like, what I've seen from Angelina Jolie, Angelina it Jolie. just looks like, yeah, Angelina Jolie doing Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she's supposed to be one of the main featured characters, yeah. too. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It is a lot. It is a lot to throw at you. Like, like 
you know, these the team of movies have always been challenging. Especially There's when always gonna be somebody it left seems out. like a very DC thing. It's like we have ten characters and here they are yeah. all at once. Get along. Yeah. I don't know if we Backstory. talked about it. Have we talked about the Hawkeye trailers that's dropped at all? The Christmas we trailer? We did the original one. Wait, the what? First... Have you seen the Hawkeye trailer? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you said Hawkman for a second. Oh, the Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm like, I got super oh, confused. Hawkman's I'm like, wait a minute. Black yes, Adam, that's why I got so confused. I'm like, wait, Hawk? What? No. No. Yeah. Um, they look great. Like, I, I really hope Vincent D'Onofrio is in it. Oh, I hope so. He would make so much sense. Yeah. Pizza Dog's in it, so that's exciting to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see that. They showed like pictures of, um, him with like Kate Bishop and Clint yeah. like down on the subway. So that looked really good. I love Pizza Dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. They did release some promotional art recently. We did talk about the original trailer when it dropped. I, Very I Christmassy. Recall. It which gives I'm me Home about. Alone vibes. Home Alone, uh, Die Hard, yes. a little yes. bit. Yes, and, and it's just it's it's cool. It, it's Mission Impossible. I know uh, Renner's a, a been kind of a featured part of that lately. I really hope now that you both have made that uh, comparison. I really hope that Clint's like the John McClane. And Kate Bishop's like the um, uh, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> and it's just like John McClane meets Kevin McAllister and they got to take out a bunch of bunch of, bunch of of bad guys and they both do it in their own way. Like I feel like oh, I'm Hawkeye's so sitting there with like like these sh- like explosive rounds that'll take out and kill people and she's just like, this has got, this has got a, a firecracker on the end. <laughs> so really get them. I ho- yeah, it's a I minor so. inconvenience to I them. Wanna, I, we're pop culture, so I'm gonna. I want to break the. We're talking about Home Alone. Have you seen the new Home Alone trailer? No, I'm not gonna see that. No, no. It's shot for shot, the same. No trailer. Um, there's Wait, a what? Disney Plus. Yeah, is doing a Home Alone, and no, no. I, Home Alone three does not exist. Home Alone three is my. Like, no, I that. no. You almost said it was your favorite. I almost said it was. My if, you were really if, close to saying okay, it was your favorite. I will say this: <laughs> if. It was titled anything but Home Alone. Yeah, it would be I would be I'd be okay with it. Just okay. if it if it doesn't have Marv and Harry and Kevin McAllister, just get out of town. This like got to have those three. So I'm not excited about like the the adults for it, but I I saw Jojo Rabbit and the little kids the from Jojo Rabbit. And That's he's a great movie. Incredible. Yes. So. I have some hope just for his. That kid made me laugh. I almost <laughs> urinated in my pants when I saw Jojo Rabbit it's from that kid. We but that I'm, I'm still, like, yeah, I'm still not. I'm not excited for Home Alone reboot. Then <sighs> I have one quick. That makes me sad. Yeah, you're not excited for it for a, for Home Alone. I'm gonna watch it because it's. I Home mean, Alone. I might at some point. Did the best it's even so even like Macaulay Culkin is not the best part of that movie. The best part no. of that movie is Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. Yes, and I love that Joe Pesci's like, "Hey, Mr. Columbus, you know, I kind of swear a lot." And was this rated? I'm getting burned and I'm getting electrocuted and I'm getting it and I'm not gonna fucking swear. A fridge, a fridge, a fridge, a fridge, a fridge. Like that's the best. It's so good, priceless. Pesci is amazing. It's true. Oh, I miss his acting. I always like Pesci because Pesci just reminded me of my grandfather. So, <laughs> especially in Home Alone, because my grandfather would try not to swear and do yeah, that. Yeah, fridge, a fridge, a fridge. So, so good. Priceless, uh, priceless. A serious random news: Image Comics is no longer doing second prints. That's so it's for what up. first Image. edition and only first print. They're not reprinting anything anymore. Huh. So like they just released a bunch of Spawn comics, like Spawn Gunslinger and stuff like that. They're like we're not reprinting, even if it gets super popular. So huh? it's going to be harder to get their ha- your hands on. Is the Lorax taking over the company? 
He's suing him for the trees. <laughs> he might. I mean, pot- <laughs> that's fucking funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the need trees. Is he doing it for the need trees? It took me a second. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I know we're in the digital age and all that stuff. I think it's cool. I, I, I think, think so. It, yeah. it, I think it adds value if, it, if one of those first editions becomes like super popular. Not only that, Damn, somebody bro. scored a gal. A gal. A gal. Yeah. The Sabres winning? No, the Devils. Oh. The Devils. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird that I cheer for the Devils, huh? No, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, I don't cheer for the hometown team around here. That's cool. Oh, I cheer for the Sabres, too. But Oh, you're one of those guys. Yep. <laughs> Hockey <laughs> confuses me. Two, man, man with two favorite teams. Oh, I've got like four. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. Um, Says the guy with 30 jerseys hanging from his... He likes the players. Uh, yeah, I'm a players guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like I I do respect for like how there are some like first ballot Hall of Famers up here and then there are some absolute duds like who there's four like who? Rivers jerseys there's Te- four Philip Rivers jerseys there's a f- autographed one over there five he's my favorite player of all time I shouldn't who's say dud I shouldn't say duds I, wa- I, I should say I should say people that reached a certain pinnacle and fell off Andrew very Luck. very big. <laughs> Oh, that was just a low blow. I was just gonna. Greg, I, you, can go, you can go away again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you got cousins up there, Kirk Cousins. Come on, he was awesome when I bought that jersey. Yeah, for a season. Carson Wentz. Oh my God, <laughs> Brissett. You really just don't want to Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> you have a Jacoby Brissett. That was jersey. my quarterback for a year. Welcome to this is now insult. Who was the quarterback? Who was the quarterback when Manning was out that one year before they got locked? Curtis. Pa- I'm not getting how, a Curtis Painter. Jersey. Well, then you're not a true Colts yeah, fan. Oh, is that how? Is that how it goes? Yes, that's how it You've goes. You got Carson Wentz. He's good. It's better you than you had Philip Rivers. He was your quarterback what? for one now, year. Now wait a darn. <laughs> I've always loved Philip Rivers. And his 17 kids. You almost have as many jerseys as he has kids. I know. <laughs> if they ever want to come here, I can clothe them. <laughs> uh, uh, what else we got for news? I think we see some other Marvel stuff. Was there? I feel like I read... I, I, maybe I... Oh, uh, something leading to... Oh, Secret Invasion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, supposedly has some uh, connections to the X-Men coming about. Which is cool. We, we've been wanting those kind of hints lately. Yes. Uh, I haven't de- delved too deep into it, but it was announced at comicbook.com. said that uh, somebody, some kind of leak or something is, is saying that the X-Men are starting to uh, happen within Trickle in? I hope that's how it is. It's like, oh, here's an X-Man. Oh, here's an X-Man. I really oh. hope Rogue is in the Marvels. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. That's how she gets her powers. Yeah. I think that'd you be really think cool. Rogue will be like one of the first X-Men that they use? I think they want. I I, I think they're going to use like people like Havoc and Rogue and like Kitty Pride and like really? not not like the main mainstream ones. I think they're gonna they're gonna use characters that weren't overused or used predominantly in the previous X Men. I'm movie all about franchise. Havoc. Like we'll definitely get Wolverine. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're gonna start with him. Oh I think God. we might get Colossus if they pull Deadpool in. Like they yeah. might. Just include mm-hmm. a Colossus still with him, yeah, which would make me really happy. Colossus, that is my Colossus was great. X-Man. That and that in, like incarnation of Colossus and yeah. Deadpool was great. Oh, the X Men version was trash. Um, yeah, I he, always say that that Deadpool did X Men better than X Men did. They did. No, they really. Yeah. Did. Um, the other thing, speaking of um, the Marvels, is uh, 
uh, Kamala Khan's character, Miss Marvel. She, uh, in the comics, she has kind of similar powers to Captain America. Right. Um, she's also an Inhuman. Since there are no Inhumans in the MCU, um, she is not going to go through the transformation chamber that they use to unveil their powers. Um, so it also, they released a uh, promotional image, and it looks like she's not going to stretch or or wow. contort her body as the way that she does in the comics, a la Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. It looks like she's more uh, going to be kind of like the, the Green Lantern, where the rings that she has on her uh, forearm are, like, it, it shows, like, she's got her normal size hand, and then she's got an enlarged hand around it. Uh, That's so probably a great point. You don't want two characters with the same abilities yes. kind of popping up at the same time. Yeah. That's fair. And Mr. I, I would I would say fan, Mr. Fantastic oh, is for probably sure. more popular than Well, just more well known. Like you can go to an average person and be like, "Hey, what does Mr. Fantastic do?" And oh, he's stretchy. What does uh Kamala Khan Miss Marvel do? I I, I don't <laughs> They're gonna still think Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Like, yeah, like a lot of people aren't gonna know the difference, so you can change her power set just slightly, so not to confuse the the general audience. I'm not crazy about it, but I understand it. Yeah, I think that's where I'm gonna sit with it. I don't, I don't think it'll change. No, no she'll still kind of have the same abilities. It's just gonna plus two. It's gotta be from a technical standpoint. It's gotta be a lot easier to computer animate those. Effects yeah. versus like stretching of the body and contorting and I mean yeah we've seen how it looked in the and, old Fantastic yeah, it did Four not, movies yeah it was kind of weird yeah even the one with uh, uh, the Fantastic like well what was it the fan- Fantastic Four Which whatever one, oh, the Miles Teller yeah was, the Miles yeah. Teller that even looked a little weird it didn't yeah. kind of look I'm hoping good. when he hits the MCU it's going to be figured out I'm sure it will I mean look what they did with Thanos and the Hulk yeah, yeah they've they've made a lot of Leaps and bounds as far as special effects. Um, before we were talking about uh, the, the uh, Eternals reviews and how people are saying it's kind of a slog. Yeah. So speaking of a movie that was kind of a slog. Oh no. Dune. You didn't, you like, didn't it? like it? I haven't watched it yet. I watched. The I was twi- only about to say. The I same watched. Thing. I was just going this weekend, and I was just too tired. I watched it twice. I watched it once just to get it. And I watched it a second time because it was one of those movies that, like, I'm like, I really want to like this. Gotcha. I'm going to give this another shot. And it's not like I hated it, but it it was like, oh. Like, I think I just was, I was so excited for it that it didn't meet, I don't want to say expectations, but my my hopes. It's got solid it, it's it's, critic it's, and audience reviews. So it's, it, I have a hard time because right off the bat it says Dune Part 1. Yes. Right off the I bat. Right. So you know it's part one. Okay. But I make the the comparison to, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, you knew Fellowship of the Ring was a part one. Right. But it still gave you a climatic, dramatic mm. conclusion with with Boromir and uh, Lurtz, the, the Uruk-hai, mm. and the Hobbits being taken. And there was still, like, an epic action piece at the end where they're fighting the Uruk-hai. And you know Boromir gets they didn't killed. Have anything like that at the end? No. All right, not now, at all. Now I'm pissed because the advertisement said this is the next Lord of the Rings. I think because they're just and saying Star Wars. I think they're just saying that because they're like. But maybe they might. Lord of the, the Rings movie. was always said this. This is an unfilmable book. Yeah, it's a great piece of literature that they've deemed unfilmable. They did it. 
Dune is also in that same pretense. It's a fantasy book that is revered as a great piece of literature, but they say it's an unfilmable book. The original book. was... It was like a cult classic, though, the original. The original had a lot of studio meddling from 1984, and David Lynch is just, he's a great filmmaker, but he doesn't make commercial films, and they were trying to make a commercial film, and that's not what he does. Um, And to the point he had his name taken off it, he doesn't want anything associated with it. It's Um, still a cult classic. It is, because I think a lot of people, too, because it's a product of its time. Like, when you watch it, you're like, I still like, you know, that version of dune than 84 dune um it's not a great film but i still enjoy it yeah um it's it's not timeless this new one resembled the book like was like like perfectly so adaptation of the book without spoiling too much like they do a great job of developing relationships between some characters and they do a really lousy job of developing a relationship between other characters um, some characters are given very anticlimactic endings. Right. Um, and th- like there's a fight scene. It's like, again, comparing it to Lord of the Rings, it's like if at that end of Lord of the Rings, I'll compare the ending of Dune and the fight scene at the end of Dune to, and I'll use an analogy with Lord of the Rings. It would be as if, as you're watching Fellowship of the Ring, you never see the Urukai and Sauron creating the Urukai. Right. You never see them. They're never mentioned. And then you get that same ending where all of a sudden they pop up, they oh, kill okay. one of the main characters, they take the hobbits and run away, and then that's it. Right. And there's no and the fight scene is it's literally just that. Like, there's nothing with Aragon killing the one head guy. There's not that dramatic where, like, Boromir is, like, trying to f- deflect the arrows. It's literally like Boromir would just be like, I want to ring Frodo. No, just run away from me, Frodo. And then all of a sudden he gets hit with an arrow. What the fuck was this? And then he gets hit with another arrow. <laughs> oh, what? The? And then Merry and Pippin are just like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden Boromir just falls over and you see these... Urukai that you've never seen before. Like, why do they have a white hand on their helmet? I don't know. And they just come in and they grab the hobbits and they run away. And it's like credits. Really? That's rough. I mean, it's not. I'm trying to like use the Lord of the Rings right, to right. this Dune, uh, and then to make it worse, like, okay, to make it even that next step further, it's like they grab the hobbits, they run off with them, and then all of a sudden, Golem just pops in. Hi. <laughs> credits. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like the the ending was so anticlimactic and so poorly like built up throughout the movie. It just kind of happened and then ended, and I'm like, the fuck, the fuck. There's yeah. some people who like That's they're tough. upset to the point of like the line that the fears the mind killer isn't in the film that people are like That's ridiculous. That belongs in there. I heard some people be upset that that's not even in there, but it might be in the sequel. They they allude to it they allude to it but yeah that's never uttered yeah which is like which i get it they'd be like watching a star wars movie and them never mentioning the force yeah or the dark side because that's like one of that is like the may the force be with you line yeah for dune yeah true true um apparently uh the the director has said that 
part two is more cinematic in nature. When's part two coming out? In two years? Uh, they haven't even started filming it. <laughs> because That's... they were supposed to film them back to back, but that whole virus thing that fucked up Doesn't everything. Doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I'm kidding. Wow, you you really fell hard. You, we corrupted you. You opened back for three weeks. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they. Uh, I don't even think they've started filming it yet. But that was one of the things that he, I believe, had in his contract when they approached him to make this movie is that he needed two movies. And it says like right there in the opening, the opening like it says Dune right at the beginning, and this is part one. Right. So we're going to get a part two regardless. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm glad that it's doing well financially because it is something different. It, it is. There's st- something there. Um, but I feel like it's going to be one of those. that's like you're never going to just watch part one again. Right. Like it's not a movie that you're going to throw on. There's nothing in it that stood out to me that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Except yeah. for he's Duncan Idaho because Hannah Montana was taken. <laughs> over my head over my head there's a there's a all of the characters have super great names like uh duke leto and the atreides and then there's a character just named duncan idaho yeah that just happens to be played by jason momoa so oh, it's even better duncan idaho that's yeah all right now out I of all these like this. amazing names baron harkonnen and and then there's like so his character like he just he barely he's barely in it like he goes away then he comes back and like his facial hair is all over the place <laughs> in the movie. Like he has it and then he doesn't and then he has it and then he doesn't. Love it. He's filming Aquaman. Dude, yeah. And it's not like they didn't want a Henry Cavill. In. It was it but it's distracting. It's like wow, his facial hair recedes and grows and recedes and grows and <laughs> he shaves a lot. Was that yeah. obvious? Yeah, yeah. Like to the point, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Does he have a beard or doesn't he? Um, he just I did have gross. to watch some of the scenes with subtitles on because it was very hard to understand what the characters were saying because they're like almost chanting or sobbing or hmm. whispering the dialogue. Um, and it was important dialogue because I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then I put the subtitles on. I'm like, oh, that's what they're saying. That makes sense. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, 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 I fully intend to see. Like I said, I was. I would, I would still recommend seeing it, um, but make sure that you're not sleepy. <laughs> so it's a good thing we didn't go see it this weekend. Yeah, if you're, if you're even like, if you're even a little bit tired, you're going to fall asleep. Okay, because it's dialogue and exposition heavy. It's been a long time since I slept in a movie theater. So, mm. yeah. Star Wars, first time I went to go see uh, New Hope. That, well, Guardians, yeah. Guardians Volume Two. Really? But that was sleep deprivation. I always fall asleep at the drive-in, so I can't remember. That one, I think I told you that story. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. yeah. I I was going to go to the movie with a friend. Already lined up a babysitter. He called me that day. His son wasn't feeling well, so he couldn't make it. So it was too late to like, hey, I got a ticket to this movie. at, And it was like an arbitrary time, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon during the week. Like, Yeah, that's rough. So I already had my parents come. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going by myself. So I go there, sit down. I got my soda pop. I got my popcorn. I'm watching the movie. The last thing I remember was Stallone talking down to Yandu. And then the next thing I know, I'm being prodded with a broom. (laughs) And I look and my eyes open and it's the usher. And he's like, dude, you got to leave. And the house lights are up. The screen is completely white. And they had like the theater's empty. They had already cleaned it. 
So oh, you know, like they like I used to work at a theater, so it's like you know I know that they had cleaned the entire theater with the hopes of we'll make some noise. Hopefully, you'll just wake up because this is really awkward. And it got to the point like, dude, the next like the next movie starts in five minutes. We gotta get this guy <laughs> out of here. So I opened my eyes and go, ah, oh, fudge, I missed a movie. And he goes, yeah, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just really tired. He goes, all right, well, you gotta go. <laughs> So I went back like two weeks later with my wife and we saw it. And it's like one of my favorite Marvel movies. But awesome. yeah, I do like Guardians 2 a bunch. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got any toy news? Uh, yeah. Uh, Has, uh, Hasbro, Hascon was uh, this last week. Um, a lot of the stuff I wasn't overly keen on. A lot of the stuff is G.I. Joe heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big G.I. Joe fan, but I know for those who are, they're doing like a, a, a Tiger Force line, which is a revered part of the line back from the... Um, I think it was like early nineties when Tiger Force came out. Um, and that I believe the Tiger Force is going to replace Cobra Island, which was the Target exclusive, so those Target people are gonna be loving it. They're gonna be growling. Oh and man. they're gonna ask Mr. Tiger wow. if they'll come to their wedding just like Rocky did at the Philadelphia Zoo. Oh my God. <laughs> hey Mr. Tiger. Imagine if they did the wedding scene and the tiger was at the wedding. I wish they did. In a suit. Huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Huge, and Paulie gets in a drunken fight with him. <laughs> but, I'd pay to see that. Oh, who wouldn't? The tiger would him, show up him. instead of the robot later. Oh no, it'd it. be Paulie and the robot getting into it with the with the tiger, <laughs> and George Washington Duke would come in for no reason. <laughs> but regardless of that wonderful fan fiction, um, <laughs> um, uh, a lot of the GI Joe stuff came out. It's nice to see that the GI Joe classified line is still going strong. Um, the other big reveals were a lot of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers stuff. Um, I check out on that stuff after the original run. Anything Zeo and later, I don't get into. Uh, I just do the original series and the movie, and then I check out. But you were saying, Greg, that they got a nice Lord Zed helmet. A sweet Lord Zed oh, helmet. Oh, I've seen yeah. that with the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks a lot like the Black Series helmets they were doing for Star Wars and stuff nice. like that. Nice. Well, um, Hasbro, so it makes sense. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of. Like so, these are my favorite was Power Rangers in space, and Power Rangers Zio. So there's a bunch of figures for that, which yeah. is really exciting for me. Yeah, but I think uh, Zed helmet's gorgeous. I think Hasbro is trying to go down that route now because Super Seven is releasing so many of the classic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So they're trying to hit those other lines to entice those fans more. Um, which it's cool to have different stuff come out. Um, and then the big stuff was Star Wars. Uh, the big yeah. reveal was the worst kept secret in toys because one of the Hasbro creators accidentally said it during uh, uh, a live pod oh, discussion where they were talking about future projects. And then the Rancor, I mean, the. Uh, oh, yeah. So he totally flubbed. And this was like months ago. So they finally released uh, images, not completed, but like artist renderings of the Black Series Rancor. Okay. So this is going to be in line with your six-inch figures. Um, so it's going to be huge, but that's a... Um, Gorgeous. What do they call that? The, uh, you, the Not a deluxe. Well, no. you have. It's one of those... I, I'll try to describe it. I'm, the words are escaping me, but it's the one where you, you, uh, you say, yeah, I want this. And then if they get enough backers... Oh, then they produce it, and then they, yes, thank yes. you. Um, so it's one of those, like they did with the Razor Crest a while yep. back. Razor Crest, they did it with uh, Jabba's uh, massive skiff yeah. um, vehicle. Uh, they've also done it with Transformers. They did like a Unicron. Yeah. Um, they did it with. 
a few other properties as well. It's been pretty successful for them. Um, and other toy companies are kind of going that same route for bigger play sets and bigger vehicles and stuff like that. And there's also going to be like target goals. If there's this many backers, you'll get this extra. If there's this right. many backers, you'll get this. But it's going to be a pricey item. I want to say it's like two to three hundred dollars. Um, That's kind of a. I, 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 how do you feel about that trend? It's the only way you're going to get those products. You think yeah. so? Toy uh, stores. Just, I mean, Target, no, Walmart. Yeah, there's no toy stores now. Right. So enough. your Walmarts, your Targets, they're not going to carry an item that's going to take that's up that fair. much shelf space. Yeah. So it's the only way you're going to get them, which it sucks because once it gets funded, then they take your money and then they sit on it until the product comes out. And usually it takes at least a year, year and a half. It's tough. But it is tough, but the product is usually worth it at the end. Yeah, like the Jabba Sail Barge, I want to say that was like $500. And if you want one now, you're going to pay over two grand. Jesus. Jeez. And they're not going to make that again. Is it like, what was the Sail Barge like? It was the the big vehicle that. From the Sarlacc pit. The Sarlacc I pit. Yeah, but could you like open up windows oh, yeah. and stuff? You oh, could it was... open it. It was like a full play set no for sh- your three and three quarter inch figures. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was huge. It was as long as the, the couch you're sitting on right now. Are you serious? Yep. Can we go to the toy store on my lunch one of these days? Just randomly thinking of it. <laughs> oh, the 80s toy <laughs> yeah. store? Just let me know. Okay. Shoot me a text. If I'm in the area and I'm not doing anything else, I'll meet you there. Okay. I went there the other day, and I sat in the parking lot on Sunday because they open at uh, – no, wait. It was Saturday. I sat in the parking lot till they opened at 11. I got there like 15 minutes early. And then I, I go to walk in, and there's a sign on the door. It's like, we're closed for this week. Sorry for any inconvenience. <laughs> I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> I was all excited. Oh, boy. But um, they are open now. But uh, And then the other Star Wars stuff, they released. They're really milking the Mandalorian, especially yeah. like the mold. They're doing another Target exclusive deluxe Mandalorian where it comes with Grogu with the egg tank and one of those ice spiders. Which is cool. I it's really, cool, yeah. but like. We've already gotten. I think this will be like the third time they're doing Which a deluxe I'm fine version. Because it's easy for like yeah. If you haven't can... gotten it before, you yeah. can get it. Um, they are also the deluxe Cobb Vanth, which I think that's just a cash grab. Like, why is that a deluxe but figure? It's gorgeous. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, why is Bo-Katan not a deluxe figure, but Cobb Vanth is a deluxe figure? Yeah, it's because it looks just like Timothy Oliphant. Like, it looks just like him. True. Um, but that's going to be a. T- I want to say that's a Target that's exclusive an as well. Mold. They couldn't like yeah. use another face for that mold or anything. No. Uh, and then Bill Burr, uh, Migs Men Mayfield is getting a figure. I was really disappointed with that because I love that character, and I was very disappointed that he's coming in his Imperial yeah, disguise not- and not like his look from the first episode when they released him. He's got like the gun on the back. They'll release another one, I think. I don't know. With I mean, Bill Burr is on his right way to getting canceled, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> I don't. I don't like Bill Burr's odds of keeping his job. That's true. <laughs> and I love Bill Burr, but if they're gonna, yeah, well, we won't get into that again. No, <laughs> no we've uh, we've almost got canceled talking about that. Um, all right, so that that's it. That's pretty much what we got. That's or? all. Of, uh, back to the Home Alone front, Lego. Finally released images of the McAllister household in Lego form. Two hundred fifty bucks. It goes on sale November first. Oh, that that's real. I thought, that real. Was, I thought they're that releasing fan made one. Well, it was. It was so. It was a. It was a fan made model that went to the Lego Idea stage. It was. It got uh, ten thousand um, likes, and then it went to the review stage, and it was greenlit. So that's the official Lego image. It's coming out November first. $249. I'd pay that for that. It Jeez. is close to 4,000 pieces. Oof. 
And there are, I, I looked at the images. There are, if you're a fan of the movie, and like I'm a super fan, it's my favorite Christmas movie. I've watched it over and over again. At one point when you'd call my phone, instead of me being an adult and saying, you've reached the voicemail box of so-and-so, call me <laughs> back. It was literally the dialogue from Angels with No Wings, yeah. where it was like, yeah. You've been smooching with everybody. Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. I could go on forever, baby. <laughs> That's how much of a fan I am of Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 where he's lost in New York. That poor Kevin McAllister. But um, there are tons, tons of little Easter egg references throughout the set. Um, there's The play features are there's... Um, you can put Kevin on a sled at the top of the stairs and hit a button and it'll scoot down the stairs oh my on his sled. Um, there is a train track in the living room with a Michael Jordan likeness cardboard cutout on it that spins in a circle. There's also a mannequin. It does it by like it's electronically. Does it? Do no, it by... you have to you have to crank oh, it. It's got to okay. crank. Still, I was about um, to say. Yeah. There's one. Still. There's another one where there's like a mannequin spinning in circles on a record player. Uh, the dining room table does have macaroni and cheese on it. Uh, the kitchen has a TV with a picture of angels with no wings. There is also a doggy door that uh, the burglars can stick their heads through. Um, there's little Nero's pizza boxes all over the kitchen. There's the there's a laundry chute that you can push an uh, an iron down in the basement. It does have the furnace. There's also like a little sock stuck in a thing of tar. <laughs> um, it does come with a tree house with a zip line all the way up to the attic. Oh in the gosh. attic, there's a little thing that has like the, the the blueprints for the traps. Yeah, there's paint cans that you can throw down the stairs. Um, there are little micro machines under the stairs, and like even little things like if you look at the Christmas tree, there's two turtle doves on it from the second movie. Yeah, there's like uh, in Buzz's room, there's a picture of his girlfriend that he says yuck to. There's like a catalog for Duncan's toy chest from. Uh, the second movie, there's the shelves. You can pull a pin out and the shelves fall down. The spider's crawling around the house. Wow. Like, instead this of having it, It's a Wonderful Life Village, you can have that around yeah. Christmas time. It's, That's oh, sweet. for sure. It's got, like, the, the little statue out front that the pizza man always hits. <laughs> yeah. um, it comes with uh, Marv and uh, Harry's van. So you wow. get that. You get, Har- you get uh, Harry and Marv. Um Joe Pesci's got the gold tooth. Oh, amazing. The um, Daniel Stern figure, you could turn the face around, and it's got the iron marks on his face. <laughs> um, it comes with Kevin McAllister. It comes with uh, Kevin's mom, and then it comes with old man Marley, and he comes with the shovel and the, the garbage tote so he can salt the roads and that's hide amazing. his dead bodies in there Yeah, that that's he's so murdered. Good. They've been doing – yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've praised Lego a ton – uh, in in recent months, about just some of these sets that they're releasing, we did the Seinfeld one, yeah, uh, the Daily Bugle one, just all the ad- the attention to detail. They've yeah. done a they've second. hit a stride. They did apartments for the friends, not yeah, too long yeah, ago. Yes, yes, they yeah, did. We were that's talking right. about those ones, um, and they're like they, that's what it is is like the immense attention to detail is people just are, Lego Ideas is getting a ton of ideas because people are just sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, that they've actually had a problem with that because. During COVID, so many people were using it as a as a way to express and kill time and keep their sanity, yeah. myself included, um, that they had so many submissions that they 
had to like I mean, it was ridiculous. Normally it was like ten submissions per review stage and they would only accept one thing. But they were getting forty, fifty, wow. sixty things that would get through to the review stage. So they've been green lighting two or three or f- sometimes so even say, four. They're, they're spitting out per new review. sets very a lot quicker than they ever have yes, before. They are. So that's good. Very good. That's all I got. All right. I don't got nothing. Let's read some books, boys. Yes, man. I'll kick us off. I'll kick us off. Our last reading for the uh, wonderful month of Spooptober. I know Spoopy. it's it. Spoopy. All right. Uh, I went with Old Faithful. And no, I'm not talking about Star Wars. I went Resident Evil. geyser? Evil. What geyser? <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of mischief does this geyser get into? There's, a, there's there's guys in a hurry in here. There's a, a superhero whose name is just Old Faithful. And that's all about. They just, just use shoot water on the top he's, of their head. He's like Hydro Man. I want I want to be that guy. I, old Geyser. It so comes out their belly button. Why do I think he's like an old prospect? Yeah, well, I'm Old Geyser. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mine for gold with my water powers now. Everybody out of the way. Yeah, here I go now. <laughs> It, I don't know why it's just coming out. Of, the water's coming out of the belly button. It's the only place I can. Picture. Oh, yeah, he's like a Care Bear, <laughs> yeah. but he's just—he's got that. He's yeah. He's you got to be an old miner. You're making me moist. <laughs> oh God, you won't like me when I'm moist. <laughs> oh, that took a turn. <laughs> oh. I'm okay. gonna put my water all on these rocks now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mine for gold this way. I'm the old, old faithful. I got one wife. I've had one wife because I'm old and I'm faithful. Yeah. <laughs> DC, if you're listening. There you go. New character. Or we cut this out and we just do it ourselves. That's our new comic. And we never have to. We can just. Old geyser. We could be like That's, our Ninja Turtles. That could be Will's addition to our panel discussion yep. from forever ago. Yes. <laughs> yes, it could be. Old geyser. I old love geyser. it. Uh, yeah, I did a Resident Evil book dating back from to uh, 1998 from Wildstorm Productions, and uh, it's got it, the Resident Evil comic books back in the day were pretty neat. They they put like three little mini stories in one long uh, a long fair read. I always like comic books with a lot of content to it. Greg knows my uh, my my issue with uh, X-23 number four <laughs> and how I paid $4 for it almost three years ago. And six words. I, there was six words in it and maybe two word bubbles. And I wow. hate that book. It's a bad book. I wonder who wrote that and how much they got paid. I might still write ha- that book. It might be in there. I don't know. I'm, I want to look now. <laughs> I, I'm curious. <laughs> I might have given it away, but it also might be in there. So, um, I think you have to keep that just for spite. It was, it was we used to actually get, have a grading system for our books that got the worst score of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was bad. Was you the artwork at least good? Not good enough. I think it was. It, it was all right. We should frame it. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it again. Whether it's I have to go Google it and it's buy it. It's gonna be like a four hundred dollar comic. I know. <laughs> I just shat all over the most expensive <laughs> comic book of all time. But anyways, the uh, first story, it takes purse in the small town of uh, Saguaro Wells. Pace of life is slow. There's a uh, there's a guy coming out of a saloon and talking about some missing people. It's Old Faithful. Old Faithful. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, this, their, their green truck is surrounded by a bunch of uh, man-bat-looking things. They're, they're bats. They're people like that look like bats. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, it cuts to some underground laboratory that's funded by, you guessed it, the Umbrella Corporation. What don't they get their hands in? I know. It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, and Not umbrellas. I guarantee they've never made an umbrella in their life. <laughs> you think they would. I know. For, for their company's sake. But um, but what they've been doing is they've been snatching people from this town and then turning them into, into, into bats, human bats. All right, so the people are getting restless, though. All right, they're in the uh, in the sheriff's office. Everyone's like, "Oh, we've had like a ton of people go missing, and a bunch of hillbillies and rednecks with the shotguns." I say we form a policy and score the hills. Seguar Wales done lost eight good people already, and the sheriff's like, "Oh no, damn it! We'll do this the proper way," and yada yada yada. Don't stay out of trouble. Don't do anything bad. Um, everything's okay until the sheriff's son. Gets circled by a bunch of bats, and they kill his. It, he's a, he's got a cow with him, and uh, the bats kill the cow and take a chunk out of the sheriff's son, out of his neck. It's crazy. All right, sheriff's pissed. They're laying in a hospital bed. Um, oh god. Um, and it, they're showing him his son starting to turn pasty and and white, but. But Leon Kennedy, the big hero of Resident Evil Two, uh, is 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 coming to town because you know after after he escaped Raccoon City, he's just hunted down little weird jobs here and there. Um, the sheriff's son turns into a zombie and and uh, tries to attack. Luckily, they got him handcuffed uh, to the bed and they take care of him and all. But um, Leon's out camping they in the kill middle. Him? Yeah, they had to. He's oh, okay. a zombie. Well, I just wanted to clarify. Take care of him. I thought you meant like they fed him chicken noodle soup. <laughs> they fed, yeah. They, they... That's the cure. To, no one knows it, but that's it's the cure. Sprite, to, it's Sprite and chicken zombism. noodle soup. Yeah. That's just how no you one, cure it. No one takes it the time good. to try. No. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> For shame. For shame. Um, so anyways, Leon is like, yeah, he knows something, something with Umbrella here. He's out camping out in the desert. And uh, all of a sudden, these bat things are coming after him. This is a really cool action scene. He's shooting them with guns. He's stabbing them. Uh, and then finally, they get him, though. They put him in, like, a sleeper hole, and they carry him. He's going to be the la- the final victim of this man-bat project. Um, they take him to the lair. Leon wakes up and escapes. But all the doctors are turning on each other. They're, they're turning on each other. The, the one head doctor tells the bats to eat the other doctor. And he does, and then they're sh- he's showing it to a bunch of umbrella executives, like, "Oh, look what I've done with with the money you invested," and uh, and and yeah, the bats end up eating him too. But it's a cool fire. There's a cool firefight in between it all with Leon shooting at all these things. Good action. I, I really like the the art for these books. But yeah, there's a cool shot of this this the head scientist brain like leaking. It's gross. Nice. It's very gross. Uh, there's another one uh, that. The second mini story, there is a uh, umbrella uh, company. They are delivering the Mr. X, the big tyrant that walks through. Um, they're dropping off all sorts of monsters throughout Raccoon City, throughout everything. All right, They show them dropping off Mr. X. They dropped off a plant monster that kills a bunch of people. Uh, they drop off a tyrant. Just and they, taking the kids to school. Just taking the kids to school. Just dropping them off and just messing up everything. <laughs> uh, and then... They, one of the canisters that they're supposed to drop off, uh, it starts shaking and and clanging, all right. And this giant tentacle alien monster comes out and ends up just killing them as they're flying. 
and crashes the helicopter. So it's pretty grisly. No survivors. Uh, no survivors. It's 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 pretty dark. It strangles them and and bam. So is it, that was a quick little interesting one. Hmm. And the last one, you know, we've had we've had snakes on a plane. Oh, but have no. you ever seen zombies on a plane? I'm sure they've done it. Right. They just did Red Sky, where it was like a. It was Con Air, except the main character was a vampire and just started eating all the bad guys on the plane. It's a that's net- how. Isn't that's pretty that, cool. Isn't that how the uh, Zack Snyder movie ended with the zombies on the plane? The one guy who got the I don't money. Know if I ever watched it, he got on the plane and then he oh, started no, turning in there's, the bathroom. There's zombie boobaloobies in there, so I never watched it. Which one is that? That's Army of the Dead. The Army new of the one. Dead. Was oh, actually, I didn't yeah. see that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's how that one ended. I thought you were talking about that one where they romanticize zombies. Oh, Do you remember that movie yeah, that came out like about. 10 years it ago? It was like Twilight, Warm Bodies. Yeah, oh, yeah Warm Bodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. His cold heart was warmed by the sweet, sweet sense of love. I, it's a good movie. I, I watched that with a girl I was talking to for like a minute. But, you um, talked to her for a whole minute, and you watched the movie together at uh, the same time? Well, they were watching the movie. It says oh. to keep quiet. Oh, you're right. Silence yeah. your cell phones. Yeah, movies, not good icebreakers No, on dates. I learned that the hard way. When I seen Iron Man 3 three times, I knew nothing about the people I went out with. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah. All within a month. You got to you gotta do dinner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I fucked up. We um, all learned. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we're on the plane now. It's Chris, it's Jill, it's Barry, it's it's the entire crew for the, the Resident Evil gang. 1. The whole gang. Scooby gang. And they're shooting. They just killed the pilot, who's a zombie. Uh, Barry's got like a blowtorch thing, like a flamethrower. It's kind of cool, but it's a little like scary because they're on a plane. And um, and yeah, Chris is like all just cool and stuff. He walks up and... And he's starting to, he's trying to land the plane. He wants to land, just take control of the plane because obviously the pilot was zombified. Um, he's about to, a zombie breaks into the cabin and is about to take a chunk out of Chris. And then Barry comes up and chops his head off with an axe. Well, I'll do it. Good job. It was pretty cool. And then they land. And uh, what, but what they're doing, they're going all throughout Europe and battling all sorts of zombies. They're trying to track, uh, you know, Umbrella. They start off in the Tower of London, and they buy they they kill a bunch of zombified uh, the queens like the, the the royal guards with the big poofy hats that don't say anything. Uh, they kill a bunch of them. Then they go to uh, Westminster Abbey, and they kill a bunch of uh, kill a bunch of zombies in there. And then they go to uh, the Jack the Ripper exhibition, and they kill a bunch of zombies in there. Then they go to France and kill some zombies there. It's it's very action heavy. They go yeah they go to the Louvre Museum in Paris, France, kill a bunch of zombies there. That's what go, World War Z should have been, right? This is cool. Yeah, that's what I wanted I, to see. Like, with World I, War Z. I, I'm digging this. Like we used to, one of our old grades that we used to use was action, and like it would be a ten. I'd probably give the, it a fifteen out of ten. The best scene yeah, in the World War Z books was kept out of the movie, and that's where they they find out. The water pressure doesn't affect zombies, so the zombies just walk up onto the beach from underneath the water. Oh, yeah. And just massacre everyone on the beach. It wasn't in the movies. Really cool scene. What a waste. That's something different that you actually haven't seen in a zombie movie before. That would have been cool. Instead of them climbing on each other like fire ants. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sound they make, right? Yes. Anyway. Completely. Um, then they're in the Netherlands and shooting some zombies up. They're all over there. I've been everywhere, man. Uh, They're everywhere. Munich, Germany. And then they finally go to Quick Castle in Fusen, Germany, 
And this is where the story starts to slow down a little bit. They start finding some files, some notes, and uh, stuff starts to get a little crazy. Uh, Chris is investigating a some old like knight's armor, and he turns around, and one of them reaches out for him. That's cool. And then a skeleton thing uh, reaches out, comes out of nowhere with Barry. It's, a, it's an animated skeleton, and uh, Jill's being attacked by zombified rats. And that's where it says to oh, be continued. Terrifying. But I don't know if they ever made another one after this. I, I, I don't I don't think that they did. They zombified rats. Oh, they did make chances. one more. It looks like they did make one more. But um, track that down. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's see. I am curious. Because all of them are like continuation stories, but the drop off in Resident Evil comic books was huge. I don't think they made another one until like oh nine after this. Wow. Huh? So but that's my book. Uh, wanted to, you know, de- we hadn't done Resident Evil in, in quite some time. It's been a couple months, and I figured it was an appropriate way for me to close up uh, the month. So, uh, Greg, yeah, I'm excited for my book. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, so there was actually I was originally going to do two books. We went, we had a lot of news today, more than we thought. So the first book I'm going to plug is Task Force Z just dropped today. It's Suicide Squad, except it's led by Red Hood. And Mr. Bloom, and they have a zombie man bat, Arkham Knight, and Bane that they're feeding these like uh, Lazarus pit gummies and keeping them alive as zombies. Mm. And it's it's pretty cool. It just dropped um, today as well. It's a cool book. Uh, but I am reading. Tinian has one of been become one of my favorite writers. He was a student of Scott Snyder. I'm reading his DC versus Vampires. This just dropped today as well. Um, it's the first of twelve, and it's a really fun book. So it starts with um, a guy walking, and he says, I know I'm coming here like this is dangerous. I apologize, but I have nowhere else to go. And he's walking up to the Hall of Justice. He talks about how he's being hunted. He's alone, and he's afraid. And he, his name is Andrew Bennett, the DC hero known as Vampire. Um, and he actually, when he says being hunted, you see a quick shot of the bottom of a body that looks like Green Arrow. He continues walking and explaining um, that there's danger coming and that um, – he has to come reach him despite all the danger he's in and he gets hit by a car and someone comes over and checks that he's got no pulse and he yells, get back as the fire starts to burn him up um, from the sun and green lantern actually covers him up with his powers um, outside of the hall of justice and just says, just another day here at the hall of justice. We've seen people burst in the flame before uh, and brings him inside. (laughs) It's a normal thing. Yeah. So vampire starts speaking to Hal Jordan and saying he needs to see the Justice League now. Um, and Hal Jordan says, the, all of the Justice League is off planet um, on a mission, but I'm here. You can let me know what's going on. And then Zan, one of the Wonder Twins, walks in. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and he he says, he's Hal says, no, we've got to keep this, the door shut. He's photosensitive. And Zan says, who's going to take a picture in here? He goes, no, he's a vampire. <laughs> And it goes on um, to him explaining about the cult of the Blood Red Moon and Mary, the Queen of Blood, who used to be his lover. Um, Her whole job as a vampire was she was actually keeping the vampires from attacking and killing humans. She struck a deal with the Justice League um, and was keeping them safe. Well, she's dead now. Oh. And they ask if he killed her. He says, no, I was hunting her killer. Uh, And it all led him to one place, the Legion of Doom. And what did Animal and Hawk do? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, what a rush. 
Did Draws do it again? Or was it Heidenreich? Oh, oh God. gosh. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about him. Oh, good times. Oh. Hey, he won the Tattoo Tiles in Buffalo. He sure yeah, did. He did. Uh, so they say the Legion of Doom was a hard place to get into, but he says uh, not not for everybody. And he turns into a bat. Uh, or in the flashback, he turns into a bat and he comes in and everyone is dead. They've been killed by vampires. You see Black Manta, Solomon Grundy, Sinestro. Um, and they could tell it was the work of vampires. Vandal Savage uh, is showing all of their faces. He says it's the start of revolution. And you see there's a plan to block out the sun and that they, if they could turn Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, John Constantine, the Joker, Ra's al Ghul, there's these plans to turn these people into allies and turn them into vampires to help them. Um, as he's looking, he finds one person, Lex Luthor. He trips over his body. Lex had chopped off his own arm, and he goes to kill um, Andrew Bennett or Vampire. Um, and he says, no, I'm not one of them. I'm I'm trying to help. Uh, and Lex basically explains that he needs to go to the Hall of Justice, and he needs to give him one thing, and he hands him a vial of his blood. He says, show them this and let the world know that they were saved by um, Lex Luthor. And he wants Vampire to kill him so he doesn't get turned. So he actually has Vampire choke him to death because he doesn't want to get bit and turn on accident. Hmm. Um, so it cuts, and Vampire is immediately hid as a quickly revealed Scarecrow and Vampire Gorilla Grodd. Both are vampires. Oh, that's awesome. That's really the cool. Re- the panel of Gorilla Grodd is sweet. That that's is cool. really cool. That's cool. Um, I like the all red on that, too. Yeah, for all the flashbacks, it's this really cool all red. Um, so he gets in there and he runs away, and as he runs away, he gets knocked to the side, and a vampire version of the Riddler grabs him. Hmm. And he says, well, what do we have here? And he jabs the vial of Lex Luthor's uh, blood into Riddler's eye, and a Riddler immediately turns to ash. Um, and then it shows him running away, moving. He says, I'm moving in the daytime to avoid them. He gets chased by a vampire version of Cheetah. Uh, he says, their agents are everywhere. He's all covered in bandages, moving through. Um, and they, he basically says the Legion of Doom has already installed vampires in other places. Um, they have a plan to take over the world. And Hal says, a plan to take over the world. The Legion has already fallen. All of this being told to us by a bam- vampire. Do you have any proof? And Vampire hesitates and says no. He goes, no, I just came to tell the Justice League because it didn't. I didn't know who else I could trust. Zan then says, well, I can go tell the Justice League. And Vampire says, wait, they're here? And Hal grabs his head and says, I wish you hadn't said that, and picks up Zan with his his powers. And Hal immediately flashes his vampire teeth, <gasps> which is real cool. Um, and then you see all of a sudden Zan has a rope around his neck in the construct. <laughs> this is the cool – like I, this caught me off guard when this happened. And all of a sudden – the construct is a blender, and Zan drops from the rope and is blended into, blended to death. Just like in that awful treehouse of horror where yeah. they were cooking the children. And Hal reaches out, and there's a spout on the blender, and he asks if he would, if um, Vampire would like a smoothie and actually drinks the dead Wonder Twin's blood. This is dark. It caught me off guard completely. Um, I was wondering why they used a Wonder Twin. Yep. <laughs> That's why they used a Wonder Twin. Uh, um, and Vampire refuses, and he says, if you knew him, you wouldn't You wouldn't be so horrified. And it's just a bit watery. 
And then he goes on and, and Vampire says, well, how haven't you died? And he goes, well, you know, sunlight's an interesting thing. Sun pro- uh, produces multiple frequencies of light. And he goes to explain how the Green Lantern rings and all of the, the other rings are controlled by light. And he can actually um, make it so he's, his ring is filtering the light that's hitting him. And he says, I can also make a sun. And he makes a small sun, small sun and begins to burn um, Vampire to death. Vampire says, I spoke with no one. Go to hell. And and Hal says, no need. We'll bring it here and drinks his Wonder Twin smoothie. Um, he continues on the phone with someone named Master, says, no, it's not important. Um, I dumped the blender out with all the evidence. And there's actually a fingertip still in the sink as it Uh-oh, falls he out. Needs, he needs one of the ninja blenders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Aquaman walks in and says, there you are. Batman called a meeting. And it cuts over to the Batcave. Um, and Bruce is getting out of his back cave talking to Alfred. Alfred um, hands him a note, and we find out the note was actually what Vampire was reading in the beginning. He wasn't giving it to the Hall of Justice, but giving it to Batman mm. with the vial of blood, and that's where the comic ends. Ooh. Nice. I, this is the first issue of 12, and I really – like, it started off slow. As soon as the blender thing happened, I was like, okay, I'm I'm, this in. Is, this I, is, I'm here for this because – you know, the, the the easy thing is always zombies, right? When it comes yeah. to this time of year, that sort of thing, it's always zombies. And they've done zombies, and they've done it well. Yeah. But, but vampires is, cool. is intriguing because vampires are obviously intelligent. And I'm not saying that, like, we haven't had vampire characters in comics before, but... It's been a while. I, yeah. It's been a while, and, and this is really, really neat. I, I, I'm interested in this. Hell's one of my favorites, so to see him, like, evil as a vampire was really cool. And DC's got a bunch of cool stuff. I'm going to cover a comic next week that I... Well, if I next month when I come around, yeah, um, that I'm really excited about as well, where they're going back into old time fantasy with these characters. That's what I love about DC is these like multiverse stories that they do such a good job telling. They do a very good job with. And the, the cover of this book is just Batman with a stake and yeah. Green Arrow just going. I'd at, frame that at vampires. There's a a cover like the deceased cover where Batman's actually a vampire. That's really cool. I almost grabbed it, but yeah, this was fun. I really liked it. I love Tinian, so I'm excited to pick it up again. Good boss. Nice, nice. I am going to uh, continue on with my Death of Superman. Very spooky. Death of spooky. Um, is this the final? This is the final. This, book, right? I, I misspoke last week. I thought oh, this was going to be the final, but this is the uh, the the issue before the final. Okay. So I will leave you on abated breath once again. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, last one ended off with Doomsday heading toward Metropolis to fight the Hulk Hogan-esque wrestler and just cause mayhem and destruction. So, it opens up with um, Lois Lane kind of talking over about, you know, Doomsday just destroying for the sake of destruction. And we see him at a—and um, that he's on his way to Metropolis. Um, and we see Doomsday at a construction site where he's just tipping over bulldozers. He's just ragdolling all these construction workers. Uh, they don't know what it is. They're just saying, hey, let's run from it. And then we see a nice shot of, like, Doomsday just snapping the one guy's neck. Like, he's just oh, holding shoot. him by the head, and his body is just limp. Which is pretty intense for, like, a book from the early 90s. Yeah, I'd say so. And then uh, we see a nice shot of him just doomsday, just hurling the construction worker toward like a metal girder. And we see it through like Superman's perspective where he's coming down. So you just see like his eyesight of doomsday throwing this guy and you see Superman's fists coming down. Oh, that's a cool panel. That's a really cool panel. I wish it was bigger. Yeah. Well, because the, the, the shot right next to it is Superman 
hitting Doomsday in the back with both his fists. And um, Superman realizes that, you know, he's telling Doomsday, you know, forget it, Doomsday, your rampage stops here. And uh, Doomsday looks like he's actually, like, in some kind of pain. Um, from there, we see Superman hurling Doomsday up into the atmosphere. Uh, he passes a, a news copter with Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, and they're still talking about, you know, they're hoping that Superman will, you know, stop Doomsday. They don't know where he came from. Jimmy's excited from all the, the crazy cool shots that he's gotten. Um, and he can tell that Lois is a little... Um, concerned for superman and right. he's he's assuring her he's superman he's gotta be okay um and then we see guardian uh getting out of the rebel from the previous issue um and he's just kind of asking questions in this alien life form is appears over the top of him um and the alien life form is just uh, expressing that they don't know where doomsday came from they're hoping that he, their their race is not responsible for him um and uh, that's really all we get from Guardian. Uh, then we see Superman and Doomsday kind of fighting in the air again. Um, Superman thinks to himself that this creature is agile and it, it's as strong and twisted and he can't hold him. And then he, you know, he uh, gets kicked in the chest and it's so much so that Superman can't breathe. Oh, um, and he kind of also notes that this creature Doomsday is fueled by nothing but anger and rage. Uh, then we see Doomsday come down. We see the alien that was kind of talking to Guardian over top, still reiter reiterating the fact that he's concerned that maybe their species is responsible for Doomsday. Um, as Doomsday comes down, uh, he's kicked Superman. When he kicked him in the chest, he kicked him all the way down through another construction site, all the way down through the, the steel girders. And uh, we see a nice little shot of Mon Pa Kent watching this on their television oh boy and ma kent says that that's our son jonathan he's he's being beaten to a pulp and and those tv reporters they're, they're treating it like it's entertainment and pa kent says clark is our boy ma but to the world he's superman and it's it's not that the callous less they don't they don't mean to be ma it's just they don't think anything bad can really happen to them Then we see uh, Superman. He's got blood dripping down from his mouth. He's he's lifting the girders up from the rubble that he's just been thrown down through. And he thinks to himself, he goes, "I better finish this quick if I'm if I'm going to live to finish this at all. I, I got to get away again. How 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 can I find him? It shouldn't be that hard." And then we see Doomsday driving down through the ground. And he comes upon the underworld, which we were introduced to these characters in the first issue of this collective edition. Right, right. Um, when Doomsday was breaking out, and the characters that Superman had stopped their their ploy to use the homeless people in some way to take over the city, um, they are they don't know what Doomsday is. They think that Doomsday is there to break them out because he kind of looks similar. He's odd and innate and in appearance as they are. And the one squirrely guy is like, he's telling him, Oh, thank you, sir, for your efforts on our behalf. Uh, oh, you're, of course, you're, you're severe and own ends as well as ours. The, 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 the poor and downtrodden, after all, we are, we are the, the champions of those. Like, And then Doomsday just slices his throat with his bone appendages. There was a bigger guy that he was with. He just hurls a... Uh, a pipe and bashes his head in. Um, and then the next shot, we see that aftermath, but Superman has followed him down and he's got, 
he's got uh, Doomsday in the Master Lock Challenge, <laughs> and he's he's uh, thinking to himself that you know it was easy to find him. It, it it was easy to find him as I thought it would be. Unfortunately, all I had to do was look for the rubble. That what's that? Smells like gas. Oh no, a gas main might have ruptured in here. And then all of a sudden, there's a huge explosion, so much so that it takes out an entire building, um, and it causes such a backlash that the news helicopters almost crash into one another. Uh, then we see a shot of um, Luther uh, doing an interview where he's, you know, saying that he's he's not sure where Doomsday came from. He's trying to ease the press down, uh, but Supergirl's with them as well. And uh, she says that, you know, I, I, I think Doomsday is, it might be more than Superman can handle alone. And I, I, don't be annoyed, Lex, but I, I have to help him. And Lex says, you know, that's very generous, love. Indeed, I agree with you. Metropolis must be preserved. Um, so finally, Lex is agreeing that Supergirl can go help Superman after he was kind of trying to keep her at bay right. in the previous issues. Um and then we see a, a shot, a capeless Superman, which I wasn't used to seeing as a kid. He's kind of got Doomsday in a waist lock, and he's trying to constantly be flying with Doomsday because he's realized that Doomsday can't fly. He can just leap. So he feels that if he has him in the air, he has the advantage because he can fly and Doomsday can't. So he's got him kind of in like a, a waist lock up in the sky, and Doomsday has a bony appendage on his elbow, and he just kind of elbows him in the gut and you see the bone going into Superman's side, stabbing him in the ribs uh, and Superman lets go and falls. And as that happens, we hear off off panel, hold on Superman. Don't worry, Superman. I have him and it's Supergirl. And she comes in with Uh, both her fists. (laughs) No more blood wind. It's terrible. He's done. Uh, I hope, I hope we may see that he comes back. I hope so. Um, my favorite. And as Supergirl's like hurling Doomsday up into the sky, we see these new characters that perhaps uh, they weren't in this collected edition, but maybe they were in other issues. It's a, uh, a older male and female scientists that have made this ray gun, and then they seem to have like a dim-witted uh, muscle man that helps them like lug equipment up and down the stairs. And they have this ray gun on top of this building, and they're pointing at a Doomsday. As they're doing this, Doomsday literally just punches. Supergirl's face off. It's the only way I can describe it. Oh, jeez. Wait. So he punches Supergirl shit. where her face literally looks like a puddle. Um, And she, as this is happening, she's thinking that she's never seen a creature so powerful. It must be some kind of alien. And then we see a shot of what only I can describe as a purple alien being, which is Supergirl with her eyes bugging out of her head, falling down into the rubble. Like, literally bugging out of her head. Yeah. Like, he punched her so hard that... She shapeshifted. Yeah. Into this purple, gooey creature. Until, uh, into one of the putties from Power Rangers. That's kind of what she looks like. She does look <laughs> like a putty. All you got to do now is hit that Z right in the middle of her chest, and she'll blow apart. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> the uh, The professor and his wife with their dim-witted sidekick... They they blast Doomsday in the back with a laser cannon, uh, and that literally did nothing because all Doomsday did was punch it, which caused another massive explosion um, on top of the building. And we see they must have some anti-gravity belts that they kind of say that they hope work that perhaps were established. They look like like old um, 
like bat utility belts from the 66 Batman. Okay. Uh, and apparently they jump off the building and that's the last we see of them. Uh, then we see Superman saving uh, some more people due to another gas main explosion due to all the destruction and wreckage. Then we see this uh, these police, I guess they're the um, the police officers, and the one guy just looks like a giant stereotype of an Irishman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here he comes, Maggie, ugly sucker. And then his uh, Maggie, she's like, you, you're a master of understatement, Terp. Apparently his name is Terp. Come on, nail him. And they just start open firing on Doomsday to to zero effect. Uh, he he just ravages some of the police officers. Luckily, Superman swoops in. He saves the one. And then we see Superman uh, punching Doomsday so hard in the jaw that Doomsday's um, he's kind of got like a bony appendage on his chin that almost looks like a beard, but it's bone. And he punches it so hard that it breaks. Um it's a pretty iconic shot. Like, as soon as I saw That's this neat. again, it, yeah. I, it, it, huge flashbacks. I remember that vividly as a child. Um, and then uh, it ends with Superman and Doomsday just going blow to blow. Um, and Superman says, your rampage ends here, Doomsday, even if it kills me. And he thinks to himself, Metropolis is where I hold the line. Continued in the next chapter. So Superman's a bloody battered mess. Doomsday is uh, enraged. And even this shot, it's really cool just to see them. Just going toe to toe. I love books like this. I mean, for the longest time, Superman was so overpowered, right? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, just too OP. Like, you knew he was going to prevail in any situation. And for those who don't know where this is going to go, you'll find out next week. But it's really cool to see Superman challenged. Mm-hmm. Yes. A character with that much power, that much ability, you have to ch- they have to be challenged. I so. remember in the Justice League show when he first fights Darkseid for the first time, there's an awesome scene where he like hits Darkseid pretty hard and Darkseid doesn't do anything and goes, "Oh, sweet. Like I can I can just let go and cut yeah. loose and just starts throwing him around the building." I was like, "This is awesome because <laughs> it was Superman like actually being able to have a challenge and right. do more than just be like all right, I'm just going to stop these robbers with guns. Okay. Right. I mean, if you think back, like again, those early days, like yeah, the, you just he he was going to figure everything else out. Every supervillain he fought, he was going to figure it out by the end of the episode or the end of the comic. Unless book. they were bald. Unless yes, <laughs> pretty typically. Yeah. Pretty typically, and and just kind of have his way with them. So that was his truth. Um, I believe uh, Baron said he had uh, something for, for the holiday season. Baron, oh, are good. you done with your chess game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you see, uh, today I have a, a spooky, spooky comic strip here. Yes. Now, this is by a man named Charles Schultz. Now, Charles was very smart because he realized that peanuts are very high in fiber, not only for your body, but for your soul. Yes. Now, unfortunately, this tale does not feature our main uh, uh, protagonist, Charles Brown, you see. This very story features... That terrible, just terrible trollop of a woman, Lucy. I always hated Lucy, that trollop. And she is sitting there with Snoopy Dog, and they seem to be doing something to a pumpkin. That one does on Hollow's Eve, and she's carving eyeballs in him. And Snoopy watches. And Lucy says to Snoopy after finishing her jack-o'-lantern, her lantern of the jack, there, now I'll go get a candle, and we'll see how he looks all lit up. 
and that trollop walks away from Snoopy Dog. And Snoopy, he's a curious little canine, and he climbs up this jack-o'-lantern. He sticks his snout in there. He sniffs, he sniffs. Oh, no, he fell in. <laughs> he fell right into the jack-o'-lantern. But, alas, all we see are his two little puppy dog feet sticking out the top of this jack-o'-lantern. They look like they're kind of like bunny ears, if you look at this visual gag. Hmm, yes, yes. And now, ah, Linus, sweet, sweet Linus, comes strolling in, and he observes this jack-o'-lantern that Snoopy Dog has fallen into. But alas, all he sees are the little puppy dog feet sticking out the top. And he tickles these tootsies with his fingertips... And from the jack-o'-lantern, he is... <laughs> yes, laughing, giggling. Linus walks away. Confusion, I would assume. He walks right up to that trollop, and he says, Your pumpkin has ticklish ears. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that tickles me, in fact, right in my funny bone. <laughs> Thanks for that, Baron. That was good. Quite welcome. That was good. See? Fiber for the soul. Peanuts. Very good. Yes. Very good. Yeah. That was good, Baron. Very nice. Very nice. You're coming to that. I mean, that was one of your longer reads, too, there, Baron. Yes, this was many panels. Mr. Larson usually gets his point across. Very efficient in one panel. Sure, Mr. Schultz, not so much. Few panels. Seven. Oh, no. Nine to be exact. He should learn some efficiency from Mr. Larson and the far, far side. Yes. Maybe someday. Someday. Maybe yeah. someday. Well, everybody, that is a wrap on this week's episode. That is a wrap on Spooptober. And, uh, Greg, I wanted to thank you for uh, for being here. Yeah, nice Last several have weeks. You. It's yeah. wonderful to have you back. And, like I said, I know you want to pop in from time to time. you got a lot of responsibilities and stuff. You know the deal. Just just text us when you want to come on. It's... Yeah, the problem is I keep walking into comic book shops and pulling things off shelves that <laughs> I want to read to you. Well, I talked so... about. So, hey, <laughs> that's a good. It, that's a good problem that's a good in problem our problem eyes. That's a very good problem in in our eyes. So, um, all right, listeners, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, <laughs> those darn putties—they're everywhere. <laughs>